And we are back in quarantine. <laughs> in quarantine. We are in the post-COVID revolution, whatever you want to call it. Reality, craziness, craziness life. Jane's here. Jenna's here. I'm here. We're all social distanced. <laughs> We're all safe. How are you guys feeling today? Weird. Yeah, it's a weird day. It is a weird day. It's a weird day too, yeah. Like, polar weird. Mm-hmm. Like, more than one thing at once. That's why it feels weird. Yeah. There's not a dominant. It's like feeling both extremes of the emotional spectrum at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Yeah, I had some weird-ass dreams last night that... When I woke up, I was feeling very tired. Like, I, you know those days when you are you wake up and you're like, I just want to, I can't wait till I can go back to sleep again? Mm-hmm. It was one of those. And I had things I had to do in the morning. I had meetings on Zoom, which is a new kind of thing that I'm just used to now, just getting up and getting ready, but not getting ready to go anywhere, just to go on Zoom. <laughs> And it's not really a complaint because I like it in a sense. Mm-hmm. My introvert definitely likes it. And just like having extra time. It's not like you have to hustle to get out the door and yeah. get somewhere. Yeah, and I don't have to feel guilty for leaving Walter because he's. Mm-hmm. We're always together now. Too much. He's, he's like <laughs> not in the room right now. I'll <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was so weird. So weird. I was... It's it's kind of personal, so I don't want to get too heavy into it, but basically, uh, this... I was being... Okay, so first of all, I was hanging out with this fiancé that I had, and I knew he was my fiancé. And his brother and his brother's wife were there and then his brother's wife looked at me and like really evilly was like you know you're only a six (laughs) and I (laughs) I pulled a like I've actually said this in real life around Jane like not to Jane but around Jane and I I looked at her in the dream and I remember this and I was like I was like I may be a six and I'm okay with that and you may be a nine but you're dead inside But I said it, I remember in the dream I felt confident. Like, you know when you, when you're in real life, things get brought into your dreams, like what you're wearing to bed, Mm -hmm. or like right now I'm especially hairy, (laughs) like especially because I don't see anybody, right? Like, but in the dream I like had that insecurity of being like, oh, I haven't shaved my legs in a long ass time, like a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, so. But in the dream, I, like, knew that, but I still was confident. And then we went to a hotel room, and I was with this fiancé. And he was showing me he had brought all these things from on an airplane. So it was, like, really weird that he'd brought all these things from my childhood home and from, like, gotten movies made from home videos and, and all of these, like, really thoughtful gifts that were all around this hotel room and 
and I kept on looking through them and, and being very touched by how thoughtful they were, but there was this element of inauthenticity that was like, but I also know he's not, this is kind of a show. Mm-hmm. And as much as this is like really thoughtful, I don't really believe that he is in this. Mm-hmm. And then, then what happened? He had to go somewhere, but I knew he was like still spying on me, watching me open open up all this stuff. And anyway, it was a weird dream, and I just woke up feeling tired and kind of just sad and mm-hmm. out of sorts. Which is the first I've really been feeling this since this pandemic mm. shit has been going down. For the most part, I had like this huge burst of energy at the beginning. How did it go down for you guys? Like, tell me your your process with the whole thing. Like your your whole because we haven't been on here for a month, right? Mm-hmm. So, what what was it like for you guys at the beginning compared to now? of how you're dealing with all of the uncertainty, all the change, all the adjustments. Yeah. Um, Janet, you want to start? Or... I'm sure. For me, I think at first there was that excitement of change. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, the whole system is going down and it's never going to be the same and like all that excitement. And But deep down inside, I thought, oh, this is going to be kind of exciting, but it'll go back in a month. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't really hit me, hit me. And then, yeah, I got busy on all these projects of taking my work online and getting really busy again, even Mm -hmm. though we're in our house. Um, And then just this last week, well, I've had some really beautiful moments of getting present and being with the kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. But these, this last week, I think it's hit me that things will never be the same again and um, getting right with letting things fall away and really this morning I cried for a while because I also woke up feeling weird and like I got this present moment expansion I don't know if you guys have felt this but I was just sitting there and it hit me so hard like the present moment and it my heart started to swell it's such a rare feeling and it it felt like pure relief and it was like all these to-do list things that I'd made up for myself, busy work and stresses of life just kind of faded but then also this knowing came in because I could feel myself straight from my heart and lower that I knew that I had to let everything fall away and it was so intense and I cried but it wasn't really necessarily sadness or grief it was like a letting go cry. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I don't even know what my life looks like. Like, mm-hmm. I made a commitment to myself that I'll let go of anything that needs to be let go of. And that was so intense because there were no restrictions on that, <laughs> on what that means. And that just happened this morning? Also. Yeah. And it was like, I'm not going to betray myself with doing little busy jobs because I feel like I should. Mm-hmm. Um, and And, like, then, I don't even know what that means. But the only thing that I can feel is that I'm committed to being with myself and journaling and transforming into whatever it is that I'm being asked to step Mm -hmm. into. Sounds like a huge release. It was. Huge release. 
And I still feel really raw from that because I can, like, there's just the rare time in my life where that's happened, where it's like the internal voice says, this is it. The last Mm -hmm. time it happened was when I quit my job um, last March. And I just, when it happens, I know, I know that that means it. Like, I'm not wobbling on it. It is what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had that this morning and it was big. It's a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's a big, big deal. For sure. Well, like, just things, like, I find whenever, like, even, and even just, like, witnessing you last year in March when you made that big decision for your, your job, like, anytime you release, it just makes so much room for new things to come in. Yeah. So, like, still being raw, and, and I want to be respectful of that, but, like, for some reason, for me, like, I'm getting this, like, fluttering in my chest and this expansion of, like, excitement for you, too. Yeah, it is exciting. And the visuals that I got were, like, letting go of some material stuff right now and really allowing, like, letting go of all the future ideals that I had in my head of, like, okay, we're going to move into this house and do this and do this. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm, like, anything could happen. Um, I'm even willing to let money go Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, like, move in with my parents or whatever, whatever I need to do. Uh, But I... I won't betray myself. Mhm. Mhm. So what would be betraying yourself at this point? Doing anything I don't want to do. Yeah. And um and I think before I couldn't discern that. So not doing something you don't want to do because you've been pressured into it. Is yeah. that what you mean? Like like yeah. not in a sense of of like a the trigger is around laziness, right? Of of I have to be productive or I have to get this done or that done or I have to look good. And I think conform. like I've come to terms with I know that I'm not lazy, but there's the it's money. It's more money for me. That's where my mm-hmm. trauma stuff is, I think. Where I'm like, well, I have to make a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Um and if I don't it's not even about like I don't get oh you're not valuable, I get like oh, you're not going to survive. Yeah. <laughs> it feels really like primal fear mm-hmm. around money. But the intuition I got this morning was like, you don't have your job right now. Like all my contracts are gone, obviously. And um, and you have the freedom to do anything you want, but you're still acting like you're not free. Mm-hmm. Like you're still owned by this. And you're the one that chose the shackles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So I just realized I'm always going to be running from, running for fear of not having enough money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really sick of that story. And I was like, so I might as well just give that up and do what I want to do. Even if it doesn't have like a job attached to it. What the hell was that? Just a fire alarm. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's because we're... It's like a test. We're breaking quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it was. Hopefully the whole thing doesn't go off. That was weird. That was loud. It was the first bell. Anyway, I just feel like... I feel like it was a commitment to myself. And Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what it means, except that I feel really steady in, like... Anything that comes my way, I ask myself if it's for me or if it's a betrayal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Talk about absolute ownership, hey, over your 
my parents, I've shared stuff with them that I never dreamed I could share with them. Mm-hmm. And they took it in stride, and I was yeah. shocked. Like, um, Jane, I don't know if you've seen the documentary. Did you send it to her? Um, what was it? She might out, have come across it on her own. The out, out of shadows. Out of shadows or out of shadows? No. Oh, we'll send it to you. <laughs> About, like, the deep level of corruption. The deep With state. the elite. <laughs> and Hollywood and all of that. And um, I asked my parents if they wanted to watch it. And I had, like, my whole body felt electric. Because I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, my God. They can't handle this. Like, don't show them this kind of stuff. They're going to think you're a wacko. And I showed it to them and John. And they totally, like fell into it and but then afterwards it was funny the men had to get up and leave john went and had a nap right after (laughs) too high sensation literally went unconscious and my dad like he got up he went to his bedroom he paced a little bit (laughs) and then he came back out and he was like you know that every every story has two sides right like like i'm not saying that that's not true but like there's two sides to every story and i was like yep there is i agree and then he calmed down and like we could talk about it and my yeah. mom was like, the one that I thought would be the scare, like really scared and like all fear based, she was just so curious. And we had a really good discussion afterwards. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Like, and then I was able to share a couple more things with them that I would have never thought I could. Mm-hmm. And then my siblings, I sent it to them and I got crickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same with when I send my sister stuff. Just She just doesn't reply. <laughs> my parents are nowhere near. They are so, like, married to one side that I don't even... It'll be very, like, very interesting to see how it, it all plays out. But anyway, Jane, how has your whole story been mm-hmm. unfolding? Um, I just talking about, like, with, with my parents, like, they definitely are just following the news and the media and like they're really in line with that but like you said Jenna like I'm, ha- I'm able to have discussions with them now that I would have previously or like voice a different perspective and they don't just shut it down right away they like mm-hmm. actually can have an exchange about things which is interesting um yeah it's, it's fascinating like my dad is, is having a really really hard time in all this staying home like he is struggling like if you want to look at the epitome of like how awful this can be for some people like holy smokes and his body is just like against him too Mm -hmm. like he normally he would be like going to spin class and like walking the dog and trying to like find kind of purpose through those things and like he has this mentality that he can't sit still well I was gonna say it sounds like from what you told us before, that he was prone to escapism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he oh, he definitely. And now he's being asked is. to face up. Yeah, he definitely is, and like there's, he, there's nothing, like there's no way to escape now. And his body, like he's got um, sciatica that's developed through this, and so he's in so much pain, like he's having a hard time walking. And then like he wouldn't rest, and he continued to like go on bike rides with it. And I said to him like need to rest, need to rest, and he just, like, won't listen, and then last night, I was hanging out with them, and we decided to, like, make a turkey dinner, and he was making scalloped potatoes, and he's, like, he's not a cook by any means, like, you should have seen him trying to figure out how to use a mandolin, it was actually, like, the funniest thing I've ever experienced, he's, like, he had it, like, upside down, and was, like, what is this, like, how, it was really funny, 
<laughs> and then I'm, and I'm sitting there like, oh, this is going to go horribly wrong. And sure enough, five minutes later, he sliced the tip of his thumb off. Oh, God. Like, the whole damn thing. Like, the whole thing. Oh, like, my he, God. Like, he really fucked really himself up. And of course he did. So, so now he can't, he literally physically can't ride his bike because he can't grip a handle. Oh he, like, can't go for walks because of his leg. Like, his body is literally, like, screaming at him to stop. And so last night I said to him, and I felt really, like, I, I never usually, like, real talk to my dad because usually it ends in a fight and we just, like, push each other's buttons and we get really angry and then he says terrible things to me. So I made a really conscious effort to not push those buttons lately but last night for some reason I just felt like I had total leeway to just say whatever and I just said like if you do not rest now your body is never going to heal and you're going to end up in a wheelchair and you're going to die <laughs> and I literally just said that to him I was like at this stage in the game if you don't listen like your psychocybernetics are literally programming you to stop and he, and he was just like Okay. Just needed the battery. He knows. Yeah. So I'm looking up. Uh, I had my um, metaphysical anatomy textbook in front of me here. Mm, and so I just... I, of course I did. Yeah. I bring it with me everywhere. Um, <laughs> and the... So I looked up sciatica nerve. Mm-hmm. And it's along with back problems, hip problems, nerve problems, pain, and peripheral nerve pain. And the first line... I'm not going to read the whole thing, but... The first line says, you have felt emotionally and physically invaded by your family. Your boundaries and right to privacy have not been respected. You feel humiliated, belittled, or disconnected from your territory, family, and identity. So it's that, it's that cybernetics, it's that trauma that's being reenacted and that his body is trying to communicate to him. You need to heal this trauma that started when he was probably like before he was even conceived because it Mm -hmm. starts like in the mother right yeah starts so far back and there's just all of this tension in his body that's been held there forever and pain is trying to tell us when you look at him like the way his Mm -hmm. shoulders are and his like posture and everything it's wild Mm -hmm. yeah poor guy i know he's just so 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 in it so in it. We're all being so confronted with our shit, hey? Mm-hmm. Like it's not even, you can't even hide it. Yeah. It's literally yeah, I guess, showing I guess, us. Like, you can't hide. Sorry. <laughs> You're at home with it. Go ahead, Jane. No, I was just going to say that that's kind of been like my, my experience. Like it feels like I go in cycles of like, I, I, I refuse to wake up to an alarm which is maybe not the greatest, but I wake up, like, pretty pretty early. And then I know if I don't start my day with, like, either a run or something, like, exercise-wise, like, getting just, like, getting my body moving, even if I get up and, like, stretch for five, ten minutes, that, like, I just some days, like, won't get out of bed. And I, have, I haven't really experienced a lot of anxiety in my in my life but with this like not having to get up and then laying there and having no like drive to do anything some days I get this like total like overwhelming feeling of anxiety where I just like it cripples me like I can't get out of bed and I just lay there for like 20 more minutes an hour and then I'm like okay 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 and then I can and then I can like 
can when I get up. But that's been interesting. Um, and that probably was like more last week. And then this week I had a really, really good conversation um, just with uh, with my boyfriend on the weekend over, over a glass of wine of like all these things that I want to do and all these ideas. And it just took him saying like, okay, why not now? Like, what are you waiting for? And also, like, the session that we had on the weekend, Becky, and then joining your uh, mastermind group there and, and doing that. Like, yeah, it's kind of lit a fire under my ass. And I'm just like, how synchronistic. Like, now I feel like that feeling of there's no guarantee what's going to happen, you know, a month from now, two months from now, three months from now. And, like, I kind of feel like I'll be damned if I don't take advantage of, like, I don't want to be all hashtag good friends only, but the opportunity to have this time versus squandering it, mm-hmm. that's what I feel really, I guess, like, struck with this week. Is like, okay, like, every hour, every minute, every second, like, what are you doing? Because there are no guarantees for, for what's going to happen. And that was kind of like a, a realization I had last year. Like, nothing is guaranteed. But now to actually be living it in, like, every aspect of everyday life mm-hmm. like the jobs and health and the economy and the planet like yeah it feels like let's go you know like let's it's definitely a balance of both right like being able to lay in bed and just be with your anxiety when that's necessary so that you can move through it and you're not just pushing past it or denying it or like suppressing it but also moving when you need to move and resting when you need to rest, like your advice for your dad. Yeah. And that, that comes in cycles, especially I think for women, it's, it's very cyclical with the month, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's like, like I found again, like I had this burst of creativity where the days just flew by and I was just getting it. I breeded my website and I had so much creative energy pouring through me. And it felt really good. And then this last week, it still feels melancholy good. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not that it's, like, really a bad feeling. It's just a heavier feeling and a slower. And I'm not... I want to procrastinate more, Mm -hmm. is what I find is, like... I want to... All I want to do is just, like, research things and not do my homework and not do anything with my business other Mm -hmm. than the things that I have to do. And just but being okay with that like being like okay I'm in a different part of the cycle now I don't have to be in busy busy every single day of the month right like I can take a half day off or I can take a full day off and just watch Netflix well just watch Tiger King I think like the world (laughs) is realizing how tired we all were Mm -hmm. like I had that conversation with the girl's babysitter this morning did you yeah she's like 70 and she's amazing and we were talking and she was telling me she missed the girl so I was sending her some pictures and we were just chatting back and forth and she asked me how I was and I told her like things are like kind of up in the air but like a little bit of what I told you guys like how I'm trying to find the present moment and just find the gift in it although sometimes that can be hard and she said it's like until we slowed down I actually didn't realize how tired I was Mm. because she has one kid still but just half days and then this is such a cool thing to me that everybody has got that moment to reevaluate their life because she was like 
I think what I realized is a lot of the kids that were coming to daycare, their parents were so busy that they were coming too early and um she's she's like such an amazing like she's so amazing she's so in tune i just mm-hmm. love it and she does not look her age for a reason mm-hmm. but um she said when she raised her kids she made sure that she got them to bed so they would always wake up naturally so they never had an alarm mm. and she said that just seemed to balance them really well. And she said what she's noticing is that kids seem to be coming to her and they're just so exhausted. And she thinks that it's leading to um, separation anxiety and just anxiety in general in the kids. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I'm working on, or I'm thinking of making a system where I'm like a second home where somehow parents are able to drop their kids off and we are able to allow the kids to sleep the way they need to. Mm-hmm. and wake up naturally from my house. I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just cool that she even thinks of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can kind of see where the gaps are, and she's got... She's an elder, right? Like, she's... Yeah. She's got the wisdom and the experience and the mm-hmm. the trial and the error. Yeah, she's got that vibe. Like, when you watch her, the kids just love her. She's really chill. So chill. And she works on the parents. Mm-hmm. By work, I mean it's almost like a body work <laughs> by her presence. Mm-hmm. But whenever parents are like super strung out, A, she won't give too much information. Mm-hmm. Like there's almost this weird balance she plays in like keeping parents at a distance so that they're not helicoptering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... um and just being with her presence Mm -hmm. the kids all like they all want to snuggle in with her and be on her lap and and she talks to them like I appreciate when people talk to their kids like people Mm -hmm. and doesn't keep them in the dark and has real conversations with them really connects with them yeah that's actually a really good example of limbic resonance Mm -hmm. like she can she has the power she's so in control of her own nervous system because she's found her own peace, her own mm-hmm. strength, that she actually, people who come into her field resonate with her limbic system. Yeah. So they'll, so if they're all high strung, she'll actually pull them, balance them down into a little bit more relaxation. And, and obviously kids are the best indication of that because mm-hmm. they're so sensitive. Kids and animals, right? Are yeah. the ones that you can always tell. She just gets it. Like, what I love about her too was when in the early times she would always she always invites me in for tea and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was such a chill vibe. But I remember coming to pick up Maddie when she was like a year old and she was stuck on the bottom shelf of her bookcase. And we're sitting there and she's like, oh, Maddie just needs a minute. She's figuring out how to get herself out of there. So we just sat and watched her problem solve on her own. Oh, we lost you. Do we lost you? Yeah. There, she's back now. We lost you. We're having all these weird things happen, like the that weird fire, fire alarm, alarm and then five seconds. Jane's call drops. Okay, what were you saying? Oh, just about the problem solving. How instead of solving the problem for kids, she lets them be independent. Mm-hmm. And I've seen her coach other parents, where she's basically telling parents, "A, you need to chill out, mm-hmm. and B, you need to let your child learn how to do it on their own." Yeah. Don't do it for the child. <laughs> yeah. Well, it only causes more anxiety in the kid later on because they don't ever feel like they have the confidence to do mm-hmm. things on their own. And they constantly have to be looking over to see, like, is this okay? Is this yeah. okay? 
Well, yeah. and she has the kids do real world stuff. She has them out gardening with her and mm-hmm. like picking weeds and like yeah. doing real world things that are I don't know. She's like a blessing. Mm-hmm. She's she's so cool. Her. Mm-hmm. How did you so find cool. her? I found her through April, because um, when April's going through her divorce, she needed someone who would take her little guy overnight. And then I remember like. Everyone's like, oh, you got to find a babysitter like a year ahead. And I just couldn't be bothered to find anything. I'm like, ah, I just knew. I'm like, it's going to work out. Yeah. And then it was a month before I had to go back to work. And I'm like, okay, I put this off. Like, I got to figure this out. But I just didn't feel stressed about it. Mm -hmm. And then April found someone for him. And I was like, do you think she'll take Maddie too? (laughs) And she did. And now all the cousins go there. And now all our friends, kids, and cousins go there. Yeah. It's really, it's really cute. I know the girls miss that girls so much. I know. It's, it's, this is hard on the kids for sure. It is. But I want to stroke change mm-hmm. because uh, somebody mentioned that uh, she has a boyfriend now. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, don't think that that didn't just like glaze over. <laughs> We're not just going to let that go. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, mean, it's been been over a month since we last Mm -hmm. convened here. So fill us in. Give us the dish. Oh, man. Um, What do you want to know? Where do I start? Just tell us how in love you are. Okay, well, Rylan, if you listen to this. I already love you. <laughs> yes, I'm the bag. But um, yeah, I. It's been just like so natural and good and comfortable, and also like for all of you out there that are like waiting for your boyfriend, I just want to let you know. I know we've said this before on the podcast, but but it doesn't make anything that you're going through right now easier. <laughs> like, not to put a rain cloud on it, but it, it actually just, like, catalyzes things that maybe you had been sweeping under the rug and needed to keep working on, but you were like, nah. <laughs> like, it doesn't... But anyway, I'll like, go back to the love and light side of it before I get to that. Like, um, um, getting a boyfriend doesn't save you, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well said. Um, but I guess, like, the coolest story and the first one that comes to mind that I, I want to share is, um, probably, it's probably, like, a three-week time frame from, like, we, we started, like, seeing each other pretty seriously, and, like, it felt like it, and it was, like, exclusive, and then he went on a trip for, like, three weeks, and then he came back, and then it was, like, we were together like you you easily could have classified us as boyfriend and girlfriend um but I said to him I was like you know it's really important to me to not just like slide into being boyfriend and girlfriend and that I actually like be asked because I think that's a really big deal and I take it like I don't take it lightly and it was kind of like a double-edged sword because then I had to back the fuck off and, like, let him do that in his own time. And um, for me, anyways, like, I'm impatient. And 
for some reason attached some meaning to that like title girlfriend and I think that I did think it was going to save me and so I was like doing everything I could to just like stay in my lane and not manipulate and like just wait for him to make that move because I like really trust him and how well he takes care of me and like how he I don't know it's like he just like can hold the container of like knowing when that moment is right if that makes sense um and so he like he's like yeah like all in good time like no rush I'm really happy with the way things are I'm like just like there's no rush and I'm like ah <laughs> and then he like planned this whole camping trip and it was really cool the way it happened because um he's usually like he usually like checks in with me very regularly and like it for me anyways makes me feel really safe and like I don't have to be controlling and I can just be more at ease because that's something that uh, maybe in past relationships like not maybe that I struggled with and and there was like a Friday night that he kind of went off the map and I was like well this is super weird and I said like what are you doing and he's like oh I'm I'm just like running errands <laughs> and I was like what this is so weird like, okay whatever and then I said to one of his friends, this was before we were doing a whole social distancing thing, I was like, I just have this feeling that he's, like, buying a vehicle for us to go camping in, to, like, sleep in. He was like, what? He's like, no, he's not. And I was like, no, I have this really weird feeling that that's what he's doing, which is so, so random. You're so psychic. You're so freaking psychic and insane. (laughs) It was really freaky. And then the next night, we got together and, um, his friend was there that I told that to, and he was like, yeah, Jay, I thought you were, like, buying a beater camping vehicle, and he was like, oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, told you, and his friend was like, what? Like, this is so weird. Like, what? And then the next night, he was like, well, let's go winter camping, and so we, like, packed up this vehicle that he purchased, and, like, he made this, like, epic bed in the back of it, this like queen size bed like it was so luxurious for camping <laughs> and then like he brought wine and we like made a fire and we got the most beautiful spot and it was like super unexpected and like a weird like happiness trap like everything just like fell perfectly in place and he brought fireworks and we were like sitting there like having the cutest time ever like sipping wine sitting by a fire out like the stars and yeah it was cold and snow and it was so beautiful and I was like man does life get any better and he turned to me and he was like well will you be my girlfriend oh <laughs> my god <laughs> so cute and I don't know Jenna if you've seen like the pictures of the video but I like took some like footage of what our little setup looks like and we had like twinkle lights like he brought twinkle lights oh my god yeah it was so like so cute and like nothing that I ever could have communicated that I wanted like he just totally like carried out everything that I would have wanted not knowing it and you and you surrendered and yeah. let him take the lead. Well, like, your healthy feminine now is attracting a healthy, fe- a healthy feminine man, a healthy masculine, <laughs> a healthy masculine dude, right? Like, he's, he's able to take his attention off of himself, put it on you, 
and like really understand on an energetic level what your desires are and I think to the point like I think the way that it happens is that they think it's their desire too like that's why the Mm -hmm. desire is co-created is that it comes up in both of you kind of equally to the point where you think it's your own idea and especially for men they really think it's their own idea and they're we can give them that right like that's fine (laughs) and then he and then so like the way that I think it works is you kind of communicate whether energetically or verbally or however you communicate it with your body with your intention with whatever your words and then and then the, the hard step for you and me as women who have been kind of conditioned to not trust the masculine we have to let go and trust that they will deliver it in their way in their time Mm-hmm. And that's the place where we get fucked up because we're like, when is it going to happen? And then we don't believe it's going to happen. And then we try to micromanage it into happening and we ruin the entire thing. And we oh, miss out. We miss out on twinkly lights and camps and like queen size mm-hmm. beds in the woods mm-hmm. and wine and fireworks. Literally, fireworks. <laughs> we miss out on that shit. But not Jane Dunbar. She does not miss out on it because she is a fucking manifesting queen. Mm-hmm. Well done. I so bow to good. you. I bow to you. Yeah, it was amazing. That he like, brought amazing. coffee for me to have in the morning, too. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> that's, like, very important. <laughs> All the dudes listening to this are going to be like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably a douchebag. <laughs> it's like, don't yeah. be bitter, be better. <laughs> What does John yeah. say? That is what John says. <laughs> don't be bitter, be better. Don't be bitter, be better. I don't know if you can be better than that. <laughs> or what's the what's the oh, thing that it, no, it's amazing. Good job, Ryan. Um, yeah. What's the thing that Kevin says? Like, what's that smell? And then he's like, oh, it's your upper lip. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very Kevin. <laughs> Well done. Well done. Yeah, that is amazing. That must have felt so good. Oh. Yeah. It was like I have like the biggest shit eating grin on my face right now. <laughs> it's amazing uh, what we can manifest. Like, Wait, but you trusted. Like, like there's that them. there's that empty zero space, like zero point yeah. that happens when you finally are choosing differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and instead of micromanaging, you decided to just hang on and trust and then mm-hmm. it delivered mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what were you saying jane uh just that like just it, it just felt so good to like receive it mm-hmm. and then like just like the way i received it i want i started off by saying i like milked the turn on from it but i like it was it was genuine and saying milked it like doesn't like it like I just had so much turn on from it and like could tap into that energy for like two weeks like still we're like, tapping still, into like, it right now yeah it's the gift and that keeps he, on giving like, seeing the effect that that has on him it's yeah just, like it's so cool so much approval you get to give to him yeah and then I was saying this last night to somebody else like the more the more approval we give to them for giving us good quality attention and actually re- receiving that good quality attention that is how the, these desires are even found out in the first place. And then we give approval and then they put more attention on us. And then that whole cycle leads to 
things being manifest and created in the world that that never could have otherwise and all it all takes healing through our traumas and healing through our blocks that are blocking that process from happening in the first place right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Janie what what are some of like the main things that feel different this time around than last time that I that I my attention isn't on changing him that I actually like the, what feels the most different is that if nothing changed about him if he were the man he is today 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years from now like I, I actually just like love him completely for who he is and so knowing that and like really trust like I actually like fully believe trust that like if nothing changed I would I like I adore him is that because is that because you have more space for that same sentiment towards yourself yeah yeah I think I definitely think so because I I'm I'm still practicing that in myself and you posted this beautiful quote the other day Becky that was like it's uh, that you like you can't love someone else until you love yourself first but like you demystified that and you were like they can happen like simultaneously like you could be in your process of loving your like learning to love yourself more Mm -hmm. and I think that he's like he's helping me to do that but I've already put in a lot of work to doing that too but I Mm -hmm. think I still have I still have room to grow there but what it allows me to do like being able to just love him exactly as he is is it allowed me the space to continue looking at what I want to improve upon for myself because there's still so much work to be done like mm-hmm. relationships are no fucking joke <laughs> yeah like there's so, like I have to check myself daily like I'm checking in with myself probably every two to three hours every day just because of technology and you know we we do communicate we are pretty in constant communication and normally I stop at that and I'm like I don't like it but I'm actually really enjoying it and it doesn't it's not like a phony like cheesy yucky way like we actually are both having a nice exchange that way and so it's for me I have to constantly be like checking myself and where I'm like pulling or if I start to manipulate or if I start to like I don't know I don't know if that makes sense yeah it does to me Mm mm-hmm yeah. It definitely does to me. But and I, I think that's right. Like it's the visual I got is like relationships are a catalyst that are pushing something in the direction it's already going. So if you've intentionally set into motion that self love, self acceptance and like having a deeper relationship with yourself first and how that extends to having relationships with other people, you've already kind of set that in motion. So he's a catalyst for that then. Like, he'll help you in it, for sure. He'll speed it along. Yeah. And, and you for him, mm-hmm. too, because you're, you're, like, equals in that. Yeah. As and, a, and it's a nice reflection. Yeah. Back to you. And that's nicer than the going in the direction of it being just a shit show and, like, pain. Mm-hmm. Like, pain and trauma and, like, continuing the cycles of trauma yeah. dancing yeah. kind of thing. Like, you're out of that you're out of those woods, which I think is yeah. really cool. If I, if I could say I feel anything, it's, it's that. And I, and the other thing is like, I have no doubt that like those things come up and they surface, but I just feel so much more like equipped 
to acknowledge them and let them like release them like you were talking about releasing Gemma's day like well, I think is kind of just making space for more yeah and but your awareness is at the point where you can notice it yeah that's such a key yeah awareness is like the theme right now being self-aware it's like what it's like the antidote to everything is awareness if we're asleep Mm -hmm. then we we get we're complicit in it yeah and i mean you can have your fears but i think it goes for everything with your awareness is once you're woke you can't go back to sleep like yeah. you're woke you're woke you've taken the pill you can <laughs> go back <laughs> and you're like fuck no, shut up <laughs> put me back to sleep <laughs> morpheus <laughs> your dress back here <laughs> yeah no, i find that i find if i try to like mute my awareness that's when i start that's when i do like numbing things like and i definitely mm. still like consciously numb out pretty regularly sometimes because I'm like I just don't want to deal with this but even that it's like yeah I know exactly what I'm doing yeah that's the thing and then you actually are enjoying it enjoying the numbing out process like that's that's because you know the consequence and you've decided whether or not you're going to partake it's not unconscious Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah man okay well one last question for both of you as we wrap up here think back to when we started this podcast in I think end of August September which feels like eight years ago yeah because it's what April now how do you feel like you've changed from then to now okay Jane you go first (laughs) I feel like and it's fun. I'm so glad you're asking. What a great question, Beck. Because I was just listening to our first episode. Were you? Like when you were at, yeah, when you and I are on your bed in Saskatoon. Yeah. To like, and then like one of the ones in the fall I listened to, and I was like basically like being a big player. And <laughs> to me, I listen to myself in those, and I'm like, I feel like I really like a lot of the things that I hear, and I really am like, oh god, just some of those. And I feel, I feel like the only thing, like the biggest change for me anyways, is how soft I am now and Mm. feminine Mm -hmm. and like, I feel so much more like gentle and compassionate and yeah, that feels like, that feels like the biggest shift for for me is that even the way I talked in the other ones and I haven't listened to today's obviously, but like the tone of my voice. Like, it, there's so much bravado, it seems like, in some of those beginning ones. And I think that comes from also, like, being nervous, of course. But just with where I was at, too, of, like, the huge shifts that were going on in my life. Like, I I had a lot of cockiness and bravado and, like, was very in my masculine. And that's, like, where I was at. And it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But, so I, fun. but I, I feel like I'm settling into, like, and I, I do feel different sure like I, I actually feel like a, like I'm myself but I'm a completely different version of myself like you're yeah. still really soft and feminine and yeah that feels a lot different yeah it does feel a lot different and comfortable more, more comfortable way more confidence and I mm-hmm. like the word softness I feel that too for me too mm-hmm. it's like like not as pushy not a not as big of an agenda kind of in some way like not that I really had one to begin with, but you know what I mean. Like, just like... No, yeah, that's staying on 
Like, not trying to prove something, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. More just kind of letting things flow as they go, but still having that nice masculine structure is always needed and required, but the, like, soft, flowy... Like, Jenna today feels really soft. Yeah. Really gooey. <laughs> feels raw, like, is the word that comes to mind. Yeah. Exposed, kind of. Yeah. But... Yeah. We're going to go on an interesting trip tonight. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, Jenna, any last words on how you feel compared to when we started this whole adventure? When you got jealous and came on (laughs) as part of this? (laughs) How dare they do this without me? Yeah, that resonates with me too. I think just the sur- the amount of surrender and being willing to step into the unknown. I think like maybe it's a self-acceptance in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because I'm volatile and just emotionally volatile. And I think I'm finally loving that about myself and accepting it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. Yeah. Really good. Mm-hmm. Loving the volatility, loving the cycles. And being willing to go on the ride. Actually, that would be the biggest mm. change, is letting go of expectations. We were fighting the, the ride oh, for a while. We were just in such resistance to what is. Yeah. And it's like accepting that you're not in control and then also not making that the villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. So it's like, who knows what's going to happen? And that's okay. We don't know. We don't know. Stay tuned. We'll document it as we go. (laughs) Unless we get shut down. (laughs) By the Illuminati. (laughs) We're joking when I'm not joking. (laughs) Like, we have a lot of importance. (laughs) We are very important people. (laughs) Who's listening to this? Nobody. Okay, I love you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. We do have a, our little our little following that we do appreciate. And sorry that it took so long to get out there again. And we do really appreciate you. So we'll sign off for now. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.